on May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus. Hello, everybody. You're listening, or potentially watching... The Survivor Brothers, an all-new podcast from your friends at TV Guide. I'm your Survivor-obsessed host, Fox Van Allen, and joining me today, as is the case in each and every episode this season, all season long, join me in welcoming Mr. Lance Cartelli. Hello, Lance. Hey, Fox. Lance, I am super excited today. Uh, I'm always super excited. That's I can just, tell. That's just a, a character trait I have. Um, but uh, it, for for real this time, uh, not just not just blowing smoke. Just we have, it this time. No, because we have we have a we, we're saying we have a big fish, and today we have a big fish. Uh, it is uh, from Survivor Amazon, from Survivor All Stars, from Rob has a podcast. One of the best players to never win a million dollars. Lance, join me in welcoming Rob Sesternino. Hello, Rob. Hey, Rob. Hello. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. This is uh, very exciting to be here. I, I can't. I can't believe you said yes to us. Because <laughs> yes, like, who the hell yes. are we? Well, like I, you're I, the. <laughs> I well, I, I thought that the idea here was that you guys are new Survivor podcasters, yep. and I'm basically like the Boston Rob who's come in to teach you, just like on the Island of the Idols. So if you have any questions. I'll teach you whatever thing you need to know. <laughs> We're uh, here to learn. Then there's a test. Yeah. Well, we haven't, up. we haven't shown you yet, but we actually have a 25-foot uh, tall bust of you. In, oh, in the well, thank room. you. Yeah. Yeah. I was carving it, it all day. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Lance. We're, I appreciate We're that. saving it for the uh, series premiere uh, when, when we uh, premiere on uh, September 25th, I believe. Uh, that That is uh, less than a week away. Wow. Very exciting. Uh, can't wait for that season to start. Um, but before we, we'll get, we'll get into that a little bit. Talk a little bit about the uh, Island of the Idols and, and get your thoughts on that. But before we do that, Rob, I want to talk to you a little bit about you. And uh, so I, I mentioned Rob. What has everybody a wants to yeah, hear. I think I, I do. I think so because you do so much talking about Survivor yeah. and Big Brother and sure. all these great shows, but we don't hear an awful lot about Rob. Sesternino. And I, I want to know, like, how, like, what, first of all, what do you do at RHAP? Like, let our listeners clue them in and what all this ridiculousness that you, you do on a daily basis. So for the last nine years that I podcast about uh, competition reality shows uh, like Survivor mm -hmm. and uh, Big Brother, and we have a lot of fun talking about everything that happens on the shows and interviewing the players, and we do all these different uh, podcasts and videos and and it's basically uh, all that I do now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember when I first started. I've been watching and listening uh, your, your show for a while. I can't remember exactly when, but it was it goes long back before uh, uh, had to, Missy had to get in, uh, uh, let uh, get in the back. Which Missy? Right? Yeah. Yeah. There, uh, yeah. First Missy. Exactly. That's yeah. how long ago it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, back when there was so, only one Missy. What is like the origin story behind it? What, what made you get want to get into yeah. it? So after I did Survivor, which was uh, a long single digit Survivor, we're talking. Wow. Uh, so I made the jump to come to California. I wanted to work in production. I went to school for broadcasting and I started to work at a production company for a couple of years. And I learned a lot about how uh, production worked. But mm -hmm. there was a point where I ended up being out of work and I was looking for something. And I had just been to the Survivor 10 year anniversary party where in 2010, Right in the lead up to Heroes versus Villains, they had a big party and they invited all of the alumni at the time out. And I said, hey, you know, this is pretty cool. I haven't been very involved with Survivor recently, but they have a big season coming up and I have nothing else to do. So <laughs> let me podcast about it because then maybe I could like, you know, I'll look like I have something going on and then maybe I can get another job working in production, which never ended up happening. <laughs> but then a couple people started listening to the podcast and then uh, a couple more. And now this season, season 39 is going to be the first season. Now there are more seasons with, Rob has a podcast of Survivor than seasons that did not have Rob's podcast of Survivor. Oh, wow. 
And I know you've also been going back and reviewing past seasons of Survivor mm -hmm. and kind of filling in the blanks there along the way, right? Yeah. And then uh, I've gone back with uh, Josh Wiggler, yep. who covers Survivor Fantastic. for The Hollywood Reporter. And we've done a full uh, 300 hours covering the first 30 seasons. We did them in uh, chunks of 10. Eventually, we're going to go and do the uh, next chunk of 10 from 31 to 40. And we've really been able to track. It's called the evolution of strategy and track the way that the show has evolved and the gameplay has evolved over the years. And that's why it's really fun to see people, uh, you know, legends get brought back like uh, Rob and Asandra mm -hmm. to see, you know, how we necessarily incorporate like uh, the new with the old in the ongoing story of Survivor. Mm. With Between all these, uh, the, the current seasons and the past seasons, like how, how many podcasts, how much podcasting do you do in a week? I probably on average week uh, do about like uh, eight or nine different podcasts uh, a, a week. But it, it, cumulatively, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I might be the person maybe like outside of uh, Jeff Probst who has uh, recorded the most hours of talking about Survivor. Yeah. Here, here, Lance and I thought we were, we were hot stuff because we got two now. I thought two is exhausting. So. <laughs> yeah, it is exhausting. It is. It is oh, exhausting. my goodness. You have yeah. no idea. It's more grueling than playing on the show. Well, you have an idea. You get a lot of naps. They don't have an yeah. idea. At least it's... you get to eat. You do get to eat, you, but not while people don't like it when not, you're eating while, while you're, yeah. you're podcasting. No, so, that's that's true. That's true. You know, yeah. Um, you could go like easily 45, 50 minutes without having any sort of nourishment. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> It's terrible. Uh, speaking of going without nourishment, uh, you were on Survivor. Mm -hmm. uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic season. Survivor Amazon. Uh, All Stars as well. Um, I, I kind of know this story, but I kind of want to. I kind of want to hear you you tell it again. Okay, I love it. Uh, but how did you wind up on Survivor? Like, how did how did this all get started? So I actually was a uh, season one Survivor fan. I used to uh, go crazy during the first season of Survivor. Same here. Uh, and I uh, really really enjoyed uh, watching it all play out. But I, I I didn't think as much as I loved it that I was uh, right to go on Survivor. Mm -hmm. uh, it looked very ruling and uh there was big brother was on and i ended up uh, applying to be on for big brother three mm. and i went very far into the casting for big brother three i didn't get on they took a guy named josh feinberg instead of me and about uh six months later uh right around this time in the year 2002 if you could believe it uh that was when i got a call from the casting director at that time and she said hey do you want to be on survivor i'm like is this a prank uh what do you mean she's like can you fly out to la next week and so i got on a plane went out to la met with uh you know mark and jeff and all the cbs executives and a lot of them had remembered me from my big brother casting mm -hmm. trip to cbs and next thing i knew i was going to be off to go to the amazon in four weeks Two very different shows. Very different uh, shows. Yeah. yeah, you could have been teaming up with Danielle on Big Brother Three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. think, think of all the things could she would. Yeah. Think of how quick uh, she would have dismissed me from the show. <laughs> I dodged a bullet. It's it. not have to go up against Danielle Reyes. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. That's true. Um, so so you have you were you were on Survivor at like the very beginning, uh, mm -hmm. almost the very beginning, right? Yeah. Um, and you've watched all these seasons since and I've watched how the game is, has changed over the years. Like what as as a survivor expert here, like what are what are the biggest changes that you've noticed over over the last almost 20 years now uh, since you were on the show and to where it is today? Well, it's, everything is so different from where it was, where in its inception, the show was really more about a social experiment. And, and there's really almost no social experiment left. It You know, it is game from the jump. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are so many advantages and all these different mechanics of the game. And everybody is playing hard from the second that you get there. And that's why I feel like that the game is actually a lot harder now than it was when I played where 
I, I feel like, you know, I, I always get to hear nice things from people about the game that I played in Survivor of the Amazon, but you could argue that there were a lot of people who were in the early seasons who barely even understood what the game was at that time. So you come in and everybody is, for the most part, a big fan. Everybody has seen all these different episodes of the show. So the game is just so much faster. It's sort of like to make a sports analogy. It's sort of like, the you know, uh, you know, sports or football or a, a basketball now where scoring, 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 as opposed to watching something from the 70s where, you it's know, the, slowed down. the ball is moving very, you know, much slower. And then there's uh, just not a lot of offense. Everything is so much quicker now. Yeah, I think you, your season even predated Hidden Immunity Idols and all that. By was, a lot, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was just uh, basic Survivor. Yeah, it so, would be about three years before there were idols. Wow, yeah. so you're the obviously the Survivor expert. What's one thing you would add or maybe change about the game today? I think that a thing that a lot of people probably would like to see is uh, less hidden immunity idols uh, later mm -hmm. on in the game where mm -hmm. I, I don't think that we should get rid of the hidden immunity idol. I think that people love it, but sometimes maybe we have too much of a, of a good thing. And I wonder if there are ways that maybe we could sort of like tweak the rules where you can't play idols at back-to-back -back tribal councils mm -hmm. where the idol is out there, but you can't play it. And maybe there's like a little bit of like an opportunity cost of, I think that there are people who say, Hey, I'll play an idol. I'll go find the next one. I'll go find the next one. And it's like, well, hold on. If I can't play in the idol on myself two weeks in a row or two tribal councils in a row, maybe I got to figure out a way to play the idol on somebody else. Or how do I get the votes off me? Or got to make sure I win immunity this time. And then I can play the idol the next time out. So I think that there are some small things that we can do to just stop the game from being too much of the scavenger hunt and more mm. on uh, the vote and the game that we know and love. That'd be a fun little, you know, take on it to do like a Big Brother thing where you can't use it or be in power. Right. Times in right. Like the HOH. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to go to your back to a sports analogy, you know, being dubbed like the smartest player to never win. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of like a badge of honor or is that something where it's like an athlete who's never won a championship kind of thing and hangs over you? I mean, there are so many really uh, smart uh, survivor players Lance, that uh, I have to say that that's a badge of honor for mm -hmm. me. I, I don't really get caught up on the negative. If anybody wants to say I'm the 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 best at anything. I don't care about the qualifiers. I'm 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 very. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that would want to be called the best that didn't win. So I would uh, very much. Uh, I, I anytime somebody wants to, say that, I I'll take it. Yeah, being the Charles Barkley survivor, not the worst thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I used to be more on top of it. it used to be Phil Mickelson, but then he yeah, actually won. Winning, yeah, yeah. So and like Susan Lucci uh, <laughs> had a thing. So yeah, I have to keep track, update the list. Well, I, I would say I say you're the greatest podcaster, at least at this table. Um, so oh, that's that's easily, another that's another uh, that's another title for your, uh, for <laughs> I, well, your resume. Yes. <laughs> uh, that that hasn't one survivor. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, before we uh, before we move into the uh, island of the idols, I'm just I'm just curious that since you've watched so many uh, seasons in the past, or do you have any favorites? Any favorite seasons? Favorite contestants? Like what uh, what what really what really gets Rob excited and, and shouting at the TV? Well, the one that really in modern times really uh, stands out to me is Survivor Kagiyan uh, yeah. of the mm -hmm. modern seasons that's uh my favorite i, I love tony so much yeah. that tony I, and i talk about him and he tony was a unicorn uh that yeah. he was somebody who came in played hard and you never knew what he was going to do he somehow went on to win the game and it's so rare that that person ends up winning in any given season of survivor or, or any of these shows that we follow so uh, I say that that was uh, the one of the of the modern seasons. That's that's my favorite. But we've had some really fun ones over the uh, last couple of years in um, Millennials versus uh, Gen X mm -hmm. and uh, David versus Goliath. So uh, there's a, a lot to choose from. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, um, so uh, I, I do want to talk to you about uh, Island of the Idols, uh, and I think we're going to do that right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Okay. Um, it's 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 a real short break, isn't it? It just it just flies right by. It's almost like a snap. Um, yeah, just like just like that. Um, okay, so uh, Survivor thirty nine, season thirty nine. Can first of all, Survivor thirty nine. Can't believe we got thirty nine seasons of the show already. Thirty nine seasons. <laughs> <laughs> thirty nine days, one Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, obviously, we've talked about the season before, but you know, Boston Rob, Sandra, they're coming back. The Island of the Idols. That's the kind of the twist uh, where they're going to be coaches, uh, presumably actual coaches, not like Big Brother 14 coaches, right. um, where they get into the game. Um, stay tuned for Survivor 40 if you want to see that. But um, what are your what are your thoughts? What are your what's your first reaction to this this new season? So for me, as a, a person who gets to cover the show, mm-hmm. I think this is very fun. Uh, I think that there is going to be a, a lot of interesting things that are going to happen because of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am very curious to see how it's going to fit into the episode because the thing that is going on with Survivor right now in, in its current state, there's so much that's happening. It's so hard to get it all into the episode. Yeah. And we have we have so many players and so many moves and everything that's happening. And then if we're going to spend a lot of time with Rob and Sandra, that I'm worried that we won't be able to fully get everything that's happening in the course of those uh, three days of uh, gameplay. Mm-hmm. So... I am uh, slightly nervous about that, but I think it's going to be really fun to see how the players react to this because here are Rob and Sandra and they're there to do their thing, but I don't know necessarily how I would react to I'm out there, I'm playing Survivor, I go to this island and now Boston Rob is like telling me what I need to do back at camp. And I I don't know necessarily if I'm a player like, hey, I got to respect what these people have done, but... I don't know if necessarily I, if they fully comprehend everything that's going on back at camp. Right. And then what if you listen to them and they were wrong? Yeah. Uh, I think that there's going to be some interesting conflict there. Hmm. So if you were, you know, plopped down onto Survivor 39, what would your strategy be then? Well, the thing is that the people don't necessarily know that Rob and Sandra, that the whole Island of the Idols thing is going to happen. So that there is uh, this uh, trickery going on where they hear Island of the Idols and they think, I got to get there because uh, there's all these hidden immunity Mm -hmm. idols. And then you go there and it's Rob and Sandra. And uh, yeah, I think you'd want to pick their brain. But I know from, you know, any sort of uh, other areas where you get advice i think you do want to ask advice mm-hmm. but i think that you don't always necessarily if it's not what you already wanted to do i think it's hard to then take what somebody else is telling you and then act on that yeah if you are and if you were on survivor 39 and the first person who goes to island of the idols comes back and tells you rob i gotta tell you what you won't believe it <laughs> i was there and the first thing i see is a 25 foot tall boss of boston rob mm-hmm. and right next to it 25 foot tall statue of Sandra. And all of a sudden, Rob comes out and was like, Oh, I see you're playing Survivor. Let me tell you how to make fire. Mm-hmm. Do you believe any part of that story? Or do you think they found like <laughs> drugs somewhere on the island? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it would be such a incredible lie that I think you ha- I think you tend to believe the bigger the lie, the more <laughs> believable it is sometimes. Because why would somebody make that up? Yeah. And I think that that's going to be really interesting to see how that ends up unfolding in terms of how much people are going to end up seeing them and being able to share these notes where we've had in different seasons of Survivor with uh, Exile Island where the same person keeps getting uh, sent back over and over again. Uh, So there could be like one person who ends up sort of like being the third roommate with Mm -hmm. Rob and Sandra. Yeah, who who will be the who will be the sugar of uh, Island of the Idols? We'll find out. Uh, we talked about this on the last podcast, but do you think there's going to be a twist where either Sandra or Rob come back into the game and actually become players? Boy, uh, I am hoping that it doesn't happen because I I think that we like to see the new players play. Yeah, uh, that I have uh, been under the impression that. Uh, the reporters that were out there, uh, Josh Wiggler, who I mentioned, and, and Mike Bloom for uh, Parade.com, were told in the preseason that that wasn't going to be the case. And I hope that, look, if you want to have Rob and Sandra there, and they're the coaches, I think that that's, that's great. But 
I, I don't think that they should uh, play. Players are telling them things in confidence mm. about, hey, what should I do in this situation? So if they're the coaches, just just let them be the coaches. Uh, Big Brother 14, as you mentioned, Fox, that we had a similar situation where we had four coaches and then they came on into the game and Dan ends up going to uh, the end and came very close to winning that season. So if you if you want to have coaches, let, let's have coaches. But I feel like that uh, I'm not going to be thrilled if Rob and Sandra end up playing. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page on that in one. This season, in yeah, this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love to see him play. But sure. Not, we also love seeing new people play. Pick as on well. somebody your own size. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yes. That's right. Um, so you've been, I mean, obviously you've been covering uh, Island of the Idols on, on Rob Hess's mm-hmm. podcast. And, and uh, you know, we won't go super in depth about the, the entire cast. But I'm curious, are, is there anybody here this season who really catches your interest, who you're excited to see play? So this is a really good cast. I'm really excited mm-hmm. about yep. uh, this group yep. of people that they they have out there. So there's some uh, really fun people that uh, seem like they're very like three-dimensional, fully formed characters mm-hmm. who are coming into the game. I, I think that one of my favorites is Elaine, Elaine Stott. Okay. And she uh, is sort of from the Lauren Rimmer mold where she's somebody who she's a factory worker from mm-hmm. Kentucky, but she's also a, a big fan of the show. And so she's out there, and I think that that's going to be very fun to see how she meshes with this group of people. Yeah, Lauren, Lauren was such a great character. Like, I, I mm-hmm. loved watching her on her season, and I'm, I'm super excited to, to see. And that's what I think is really fun to see on Survivor, where, you know, one of the reasons that it's had such longevity is that we get to meet really unique characters. And, and when we have too many of the same types of people, that can be not as fun to watch. Oh, it's another one of this person, another one of this person. Or if too many people are from the similar type, they all just start to blend together. Mm. But I, I feel like Elaine has a real chance to be somebody that you're never going to forget. Yeah. Uh, any Anyone else uh, besides Elaine? Uh, really like Elaine. Missy is somebody. We're like, we fans uh, of Missy. Yeah. yeah, she's she's somebody. She's a, a really amazing story about uh, overcoming a uh, brain tumor mm. and uh, how that has impacted her life. And she is somebody who I, I think is going to be uh, really interesting to uh, watch in this season. I think it's a, a really good group. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too, and I'm I'm really excited to see how it how it plays out. Um, even if uh, I think one tribe is a little bit stronger than Which the other. Which one? Uh, the orange tribe is just like <laughs> dominant. Like just from well, if you look at like the roster. The problem is that the orange tribe needs to be stacked. That the orange tribe has the inherent disadvantage that they're an orange tribe. It's <laughs> true. Purple, purple is always beating up on orange, so we have to level the playing field. And if if you can't win with a stacked tribe, then you know it's cursed. That's right. I'm wearing my uh, my Vokai purple today to yes. try to make up for all the uh, things I said. About they also them have all time. the pressure on them because you know on paper, if they're the best, you know everything's on them. Yeah, but I guess in in modern Survivor, you only re- really need to go one or two uh, tribals down the line, and everything gets switched anyway, right? That's true. Yeah, uh, we'll see how they end up doing it. You know, uh, every year they come in, and and the way that Survivor works is that they film two seasons in a row, and you end up seeing like a lot, uh, like similar sort of game structure in the two seasons in a year. So I, I've been hoping for a while that Survivor does less tribe swaps because mm. I think that it sort of like in the 30s, it's been common to have uh, you know at least two tribe swaps before the merge, and I think that just from a TV viewer's perspective, there's so much going on. Yeah. At least, you know, I know who's on each tribe. So the more they shake things up, the more like, oh, wait, who's on this tribe? Or where, who is this person? I, I think that you really get familiar with the stories of uh, the different characters that are out there, the less you shake up the tribes. If you want to do it once, I think that that's fine. But I think that the, the more you do it, I think the more jumbled it gets. And I think it's harder to follow the narrative of the season. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Like just you're just trying to learn the names in the first couple of weeks. And if they just switch everything up on you. Yeah. And you have some seasons. I know Game Changers was a season with returning players but they had a tribe swap after the first night after one episode it was a du- it was a double episode and then second night of the show we have a tribe swap where i feel like that as viewers we need to i i know on the island it may seem like a long time 6 days 9 days but i feel like for viewers we need a couple of weeks to really get used to who's on what tribe yeah and a big part of the game like so much of the game depends on like all the interpersonal relationships that people have with each other yeah. and when you switch it around so often like they're just it's 
harder as a viewer to follow what's going on and learn about these people that you want to learn about. Yeah, I'm over three tribes. I, I think that we've we've had it. We've seen it. A lot of times. Yeah. And I feel like with two tribes that there's so many more possibilities of what could happen where when we get down to three tribes of five, three tribes of six, there's basically, you know, there's two people and there's very few options of uh, what can ultimately happen at that tribal council. And maybe that makes it for a little bit of a simpler story to be able to tell in less time. But you have to go visit all of the other camps. I'd rather spend more time with two groups of people with there being maybe three or four different people that could potentially go home at the tribal council. Yeah, I'll say that, um, uh, you know, trying to think back to the last time they didn't even have a tribe swap, maybe heroes versus villains. Uh, um, I think that in South Pacific, I think uh, that might have been well, uh, yeah, the, la yeah. the last time that they ended up uh, having no tribe swap. Yeah, and I, and I get that sometimes that can feel a little stagnant, especially if you're watching old seasons and you're used to new seasons and how things go. Sometimes it feels like you're mm -hmm. watching the same people, but like... I. It, it works. Sometimes it works so well and you learn about these people and it just sets up such a big moment at the merge. But, you know, that's that's Survivor for you. Yeah, mm -hmm. a Survivor for you. Um, One question just on the general yeah. outlook of Survivor. You said there's so much going on in, yeah. in these three days and stuff. Should they kind of take a page from the challenge and, you know, supersize the episodes, make 90 minutes? Yeah, I think that uh, that is a, a way to go. I mean, I think that we're getting into like programming stuff, and then I don't know what you would have on. Maybe you guys after yeah, yeah, uh, we'll 90, mi 90 minutes Survivor, and then so Sur much. Survivor Brothers for 30 minutes, and then uh, go go from there. <laughs> I, I also think that there's more that they could do with uh, CBS All Access, where uh, especially like stuff like uh, last season with the Edge of Extinction. Uh, I mean, uh, how great would that have been if you could have had like yeah, they have all the footage of uh maybe could we see maybe like uh you know if, if, like what they do with the ponderosa videos maybe longer more fleshed out pieces uh of uh things that are going on in places where the fans would know to go look for them yeah um, i like just, that we gotta have rob on more he's getting us more jobs yeah I'm no that, yeah, absolutely i'll be your agent absolutely <laughs> um just out of just out of curiosity just to rewind it a little bit to uh to last season edge of extinction uh what, what yeah. were your thoughts on on jeff's little art house project there of oh, the, uh, the edge of extinction yeah. uh so there there was good and there was bad yeah. of the edge of extinction and the good was that we got Reem, who yes, is yes. My, yes. one of my all-time favorites. I uh, I loved I loved Reem so much because Reem to me was a, a mood uh, where <laughs> yes. Reem just was not having it with, with anybody. Where that she she went out there and then uh, everybody that tried to talk to her that that voted out like. Dude, you know what? I've had it. This is an, an, enough out of you. You go sleep over there. This is my island. And so I, I really loved it. So I, I actually I really enjoyed the Edge of Extinction in the pre-merge yeah. because I think that that was, uh, you know, kind of fleshed out of what it was. People didn't know it was there. It was a surprise. You get voted out. You go there. Oh, we hear all these other people. Oh, yeah. my God. What is this? And then. I think then when it became a known quantity at the second half of the game and then you were then really overpopulating it, it was hard to sort of like uh, there was uh, very little conflict going on there in the second half of the game. I think that that was less ideal. Mm. And then when Chris ultimately comes back from the, the edge of extinction, uh, I did not love that Chris also came back from the edge of extinction with an idol. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. thought that that was too much. I mean, he already was immune for so many rounds of the game to come back into the game with an idol at the final six where he had an idol, but basically like two rounds to be able to use the idol, not to take anything away from what Chris ultimately executed on when right. he, when he got back. Uh, I just feel like that it made everything that happened during the rest of the season less important. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I, I don't necessarily want to say that Edge of Extinction can't work, but I think that there are things that need to be tweaked if Survivor ever went in this direction again. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, lo I loved watching. Like, it was great seeing, you know, Reem there and, you know, yeah. Aubrey and her story and all these all these people who are just, like, having these, like, personal mm -hmm. discovery moments And R Rick Devins was a great character who yes. lost early in the season. And then he came, he came back into the game and that he was very he was very fun to watch in the second half and he was able to play with a reckless abandon of somebody yeah. who has already lost the game and 
I, I am somebody who, if, if they wanted to, uh, Redemption Island, The Edge of Extinction, whatever you want to do in the pre-merge and then have somebody come back at the merge, I, I'm fine with mm-hmm. that. If, if you want to play with this, this is great. We don't necessarily need as many reward challenges before the merge, but I think then this sort of reaches like a point of no return. And I think the halfway point is a good one of... Let's not bring anybody back into the game at this point. And so I think if Rick Devins would have won the game last season where he was voted out, I don't think that people would have been really up in arms about it. It's like, okay, Rick Devins, he was voted out for six days. Okay, no no, no big deal. Except maybe back. on Reddit. Maybe Look, they'd have an issue. Well, Reddit has issues with <laughs> There are going to be people that are unhappy with whatever. They could have a season tomorrow. No twists, no idols. People, There will be people who are unhappy about that. Sure. But um so you're not going to pull 100%, but I think that no, that very few people, I think, would have been really mad uh, about Rick Devins uh, in terms of that he was out of the game for six days. Maybe about, uh, you know, maybe there's too many idols. People would have been upset more. Mm-hmm. But for Chris, who was out of the game for some 30 days, I think it was, yeah, really uh, or 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 uh, if not 30, uh, close to it, uh, that that's just so far away from what Survivor ultimately is. The outweighed I'll play at last where he was able to sort of just go somewhere else, not have to have to be voted against and then be able to sort of, uh, you know, take a shortcut to get come out at the final six and then have a shot to win the game. Yeah, I know there's some people out there. Um, Andy Heron comes to mind who think like once you're voted out of the game, that should that should be it. Like you shouldn't mm-hmm. have a chance to win the game again. Uh, you know, even if you get back in the game. And I, I'm not sure I necessarily subscribe to that. Like I think if it's built into the rules, like that's just mm-hmm. like fair play. But it does seem a little bit unsatisfying at the end of the season to watch. It, gr- granted, like Chris did everything right once yeah, he, he got just back played in the, the game. The cards he was dealt absolutely you know? flawlessly yeah. for those six days five however many days he was in the game from when he got back in Mm -hmm. and like it's hard like if not him who right still at the end it's like i watched an entire season like all these conversations that kelly wentworth has like none of it mattered Mm -hmm. all that mattered is like this last episode that's all that mattered yeah. I think it's a little bit. And it was a hell of an episode. Uh, it was a hell of an episode. It was episode. very exciting. It was very exciting. <laughs> yes. when, when Chris is going to uh, take Rick Devins to the fire making, that was a great episode of television. But yeah, it I was think... compelling but disappointing, right? <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, wait, what What just happened? I think that there were a lot of people who watched the show who were, I think, like, who is this guy? What yeah. is it? Where did, where did he come from? Which guy is this? He was just voted out so early. So... I wouldn't say that I would agree with Andy that if somebody gets voted out, yeah. there should never be an opportunity to, for somebody to come back into the game. But I just think that those opportunities to come back into the game, there there has to be uh, some point of no return where that they can't be gone for so for so long. Yeah, I think you only do it once too. Anytime there's a double comeback, right? Like how Victor came back in Big Brother twice and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I'm with you on the pre-merge. Anything early, I don't mind that if somebody gets voted out, especially like a Rick Devins who was really entertaining and would have made that season a lot worse if he wasn't part of it. So I'm with you guys. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I yeah. We're all in agreement. <laughs> Good for us. Uh, <laughs> all right. So um, Rob, uh, we're, I, I'm. Again, thank you so much for being here. Now, uh, I, don't, I don't know how closely you followed the history of the Survivor Brothers, formerly Big Brother Brothers. Mm-hmm. Still um, Big Brother Brothers. But, but. Our, yes, still. Throughout <laughs> throughout the Big Brother 21 season, follow us, uh, like and subscribe and all that. We're doing double stuff. duty. We double are doing duty. double duty. Yeah. We're, we're trying to get to eight or nine. Get on your level. <laughs> we're on our way. We're starting yeah. to. You got you to. Gotta, yeah, gotta, you gotta, One podcast at a time. Crawl before you can walk. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, on that very first episode we ever did, we had uh, Taryn Armstrong on, who yes. I know you... you know him very well. He is a uh, RHAP staple. A friend now. of the pod. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. And uh, when he was on, uh, we played uh, our first ever game. Uh, we played a Big Brother Choose Your Own Adventure. Okay. And I am hoping that you will agree to play a game of Survivor Choose Your Own Adventure. And we can finally see. I know everybody's been wondering. You know, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm out. Does Rob That's the smartest know. player yes. right there. Have don't even play. Takes. Yes. The only way to win is don't play. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, if if you will indulge us for a moment, uh, we are going to play a game of uh, Survivor Choose Your Own Adventure. Okay. And we are going to do it right after this. 
It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Okay, so we are, we are back. And we are about to play a uh, first ever game of Survivor Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah. Um, this, uh, this is going to uh, this is going to go live shortly after our, our podcast uh, on on iDaily, uh, great iDaily.com, a great website that uh, you know if you want to go and, and play it yourself, you can do that. But uh, for the first first time ever, you're going to be our guinea pig here. Okay. Uh, so uh, Rob Rob Sesternino, your reality TV dream is about to come true. You've just been it cast. Is? On the next season of Survivor. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> but do wow. You, but do you have what it takes to win the million-dollar grand prize and the title of sole Survivor? I hope so. I mean, we'll find out. Yeah. Or will your dreams end up crushed on the beaches of Fiji, not unlike Rick Devins, Mike White, and Chrissy Hoffbeck? Did I get a good edit? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Okay. It's uh, it's time to deep. It's time to dig deep, Rob. Okay. It's time to dig deep. We're gonna okay. find out. All right. So. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get us started here with our uh, our first uh, our first scenario here. Okay. So, uh, Rob, welcome to Survivor Absurd Twist Island. Uh, Jeff Probst declares as you stand on your tribe mat under the hot Fijian sun for the first time. You've just been teamed up with nine strangers, and finally, the game is about to begin. Okay. But before you meet any of your new tribe mates, Jeff announces that it's time for the first reward challenge. You feel pretty confident that you'll shine putting together the puzzle all by yourself. At the end of the challenge. But do you want to stick your neck out and volunteer so soon? So do you either volunteer for the puzzle to help the tribe or let someone else handle the puzzle? Hmm. Okay. Can I uh, phone a friend? Lance, you, you, you're the answers? <laughs> you can do the 50-50, but that's it. Right. Can, I, can, can I find out what kind of puzzle it is? Uh, I'm going to say it is, yes. I will say that it is a, it is a slide puzzle. Oh, slide puzzle? Yeah. Is, no, I, slide puzzle. I think I could do that. I okay. think I'd do slide puzzle. All right. So you're going to do the puzzle? Sure. All right. We're going to volunteer for the puzzle. Well, it's another survivor season, another slide puzzle. Uh, you've expecting you've been expecting to see one of these for months. Uh, you practice on a slide puzzle on your flight to Fiji. It is your time to shine. This is Rob Sesternino's moment right here. Uh, your tribe's running slightly behind when they reach the puzzle portion of the challenge, but you absolutely smoke the competition. Less than a minute later, your puzzle's solved, and your tribe has just won a fantastic reward of chicken and a fire-making kit. Mm, damn. Uh, you're the hero. Yeah. But will it cost you later? Wait, why? Well, let's find out. <laughs> you haven't been voted out yet. Your tribe has been eating <laughs> well yet. and winning immunity challenges thanks to you. And it's put you in a power position in your tribe. Yes. That's all about to change. Drop your buffs, Jeff announces. No. We're going from two tribes to three, your favorite. Oh, I just boy. said that's too much. <laughs> Despite having the numbers in your old tribe, you're now part of a two to four minority in your new tribe. Oh, Worse no. yet, your new tribe mates are so uncoordinated that they make Dan Wardog Da Silva look like a challenge beast. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> it's only a matter of time before you wind up at tribal council. What do you do to survive? Do you spend all day and night looking for an idol to save yourself or throw your lone former tribe mate under the bus? You throw your lone tribe mate under the bus. All right, let's so see. You're, you're out there looking for the idol. They're conspiring against you. Those uh, bitches are conspiring. <laughs> it's good. It's All right, Cat. Let's see if that worked out. Are, so, are we allowed to talk about Big oh, Brother? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for, yeah, sure. for sure. For sure. I was hoping okay. to actually talk a little Big Brother, you know, after we're done with this. Oh, okay. I love it. Okay. I love it. Stay tuned. So you uh, you throw your lone former tribe mate under the bus. It's either her or you, and you'd much rather it be her. So you suggest to your former t tr uh, tribe mate that she go look for an idol, and you promise to cover her back at camp. Yeah. But sneaky, sneaky, back at camp, you do the exact opposite. You spill the beans about your friend's plan to find an idol. Your new tribe doesn't trust you fully yet, but they're worried enough about your friend that they split their votes at the next tribal council. Mm -hmm. You get three votes and your friend gets three votes as well. But you survive the tiebreaker vote four to zero. You're truly on the bottom of the tribe now, but at least you're still in the game. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Right. Uh, now, I, I think I would have then told her that we were going to split the votes two, 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 and then... I'd put my vote on her. Oh. Make sure I avoid the whole tie. I don't oh, need to go to see. This is some go to uh, fire making. Savvy. This yeah. is some big brain survivor yeah. play Look, here. I've already betrayed her. Halfway. <laughs> 
Gotta, don't half-ass one thing. Yeah, don't go, half-ass it. Go, go for yeah, the full I, thing. I already screwed her over. Whole ass it. Yeah. All right. All right. So here we go. Moving on. Okay. Through some kind of miracle handed down from the survivor gods, your hapless tribe finishes second in the next immunity challenge, Whew. which is just enough to keep you out of tribal council since there are three tribes. Yeah. Then, three days later, another tribe intentionally throws an immunity challenge just to get rid of someone. This is actually going so much better for me than Survivor all stuff. <laughs> this is like, I'm, I'm really feeling well, good. Well, absurd twist island, right? Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah, fortunately, yeah. Fortunately, it's not an island of the idols. There's no, uh, there's no Boston Rob here. To, yeah. uh, to cause trouble. Give me advice. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, somehow you outlasted your messy tribe. On day 18, Jeff announces, drop your buffs, guys, because we are merged. Yes. You made the merge. Finally. You get to Dateable. enjoy a big feast as you rejoin a seven to five majority in a power position. You and your alliance can choose who goes to jury first. Hmm. So do you vote out a clear physical threat from the minority or... Do you go after a social threat instead? Well, I think you got to go after the person that can win uh, immunity here at mm. the merge. That, I mean, that's sort of like the by the book, uh, not knowing much about this social threat. Right, right. Okay. All right. So the physical threat you're going with. Okay. Yeah. It's Survivor 101. Merge time is the perfect time to get rid of strong players. You don't want another Mike Holloway situation on your hands, or worse yet, Fabio 2.0. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a safe, obvious move here. And that's where the trouble begins. Uh -oh. Uh -oh, no. oh, no. Uh oh. The person it's you voted for plays their hidden immunity idol, uh. negating all 11 votes cast for him. You didn't see that one coming. No. When the dust clears, your alliance will still have the majority, but the targeted player had to cast a vote for someone, which unfortunately, being in a power position happens to be you. Yeah. You yeah. had the whole game in your hands, Rob Sesternino. Uh, and now it's over. The tribe has spoken. Yeah. So right. the the minority <laughs> tribe also voted against this person? Uh, uh, everybody, everybody was on the same page. Everybody was on the same page. Everybody was on That's the same page. It's always bad news when everybody's on the same yeah. page. Yeah. It was the obvious move. All yeah. right. And not to, you know, pour salt on the wound or anything, but Taryn during the Big Brother Choose Your Own Adventure got it exactly right. Oh, yeah, he had a perfect yeah, well, game. Well, he's a robot. He had a perfect so. game. Yeah, exactly uh, right. He no, ran, no doubt. He ran through all five billion possibilities <laughs> no doubt. and came yes. up with the one that yes. worked. All right. It was so, the end game. <laughs> so uh, just, uh, just so we can keep going here, rather okay. than kick you out of the studio, sure, let's keep have going. security escort you on your way out, yes. never to return okay. again. Let's say you went after the social threat, let's right? Say, am, I, am I going to the edge of extinction? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. You're back. Yeah. Great okay. great news. You're getting right back into the game. Yes. Okay. Just, just like Rick Devins. Okay. Uh, so, There's multiple endings like uh, Black Mirror on Netflix. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. This can go any yeah. sorts of way. So uh, so let's just say you voted out the social threat again instead. So uh, sure, that dude with massive biceps and ripped abs looks like a big threat. But you figure you've got plenty of rounds to deal with him later. Instead of going for the obvious target, you go for a seemingly weaker player with a stronger social game. Mm -hmm. Smart move. Believing himself to be in trouble, the dude with the eight-pack plays a hidden immunity idol. Oh, man. It negates exactly zero votes, successfully flushing an idol. And your numbers advantage just grew to seven to four. Good job. Okay. Good job. Yeah. Well, it's easy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We kept the finger in the page. It's, it's, you just yeah. got to go back. You're, you're going to die 15 times in these things. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Right. You've you got another life now. Yeah. So uh, moving on after gotta, losing, I'm gonna play like Rick Evans now. I gotta exactly. play, there you go. Play with reckless abandon. Reckless you, you abandon. Gotta play like Chris. Yeah. So uh, after losing the next reward challenge, you're randomly chosen to be exiled to Absurd Twist Island. Oh. When you, when you arrive on that beach, you're greeted by a loud and familiar "Damn." It's Chicken Morris. Chicken Morris. It's Chicken yes. Morris. The first person voted out of Survivor China. He's got an immunity idol to give you. And all the other first boots in Survivor history are here, too. What an absolutely absurd twist. When you arrive back at tribe camp, people ask what happened on the island. What do you do? Do you tell the truth and play the idol or make up a lie and save the idol? Hmm. I think I will feel like that uh, doesn't pay to play it safe anymore because I've already been voted out of the game. I got to tell everybody what the truth is. Okay. Let's see if that was the right pick. You're probably not the first castaway to arrive on Absurd Twist Island this season, right? Someone else has to know that David Sampson is here, too. Mm -hmm. If you lie, it'd be easy to catch you and vote you out. It's safer, you figure, just to tell the truth. You promise to play your idol, and when Jeff announces, if anyone wants to play a hidden immunity idol, now would be the time to do so. You stick to your word and hand it over. 
good thing because all your tribe mates voted for you anyways. Oh, you did it. See, look at that. Look at yeah. that. Worried about that uh, absurd twist. Mm-hmm. They saw it coming. It's yeah. good. It's good. You only, uh, you only, you only got voted out once so far. Guys, All right. this is a great season. Yeah, so far, Top right? Top tier season, I yeah, think. Yeah, who would have thought? We're better yeah. than Probst. Too. That might be a hot take. No, but... I don't. I don't think that's true. Come that's on, true. he could Come have on. us. He could have us. Both that was killed. blasphemy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take it back. <laughs> okay, uh, so after a couple of tw- quiet tribal councils, you've made it to the final seven. Justin, importantly, you've made it to the family visit and oh. won it. Oh, it's what you've been working so hard to get to, right? Eric Haffman and Ron Clark would be so <laughs> proud. Uh, your reward comes with all the fixins, but also a tough choice. Which two people from your tribe are you going to let see their family members? Okay. Is it either your two closest allies or two people who you think are swing votes? Boy, well, as we learned last season with Ron, that uh, you know the people that you don't take with you get really mad. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think I have to take the people who are the, the swing votes. They don't necessarily care. They're, they're ungrateful anyway. It didn't do anything when you took Gavin. So mm. you're more likely to lose your allies if you don't take them. They'll be mad at you and talk smack about you all day. So I got, I'll take my allies. <laughs> all right. Is, is that your final answer? Final answer. Okay. For now. Locking it in. Lance. Oh, am I reading? Yeah, you're reading it. Uh, so you picked the two closest allies. You know that this family visit reward could be used to gain serious favor with other tribe members, but it wouldn't sit right to ignore your allies. You're in this together, right? Right. The three of you enjoy a lovely afternoon, but as Brad Culpepper, Brad Culpepper might have pointed out to you, three with seven equals out. It's just basic survivor math. The four people not included on the family visit can see where your loyalties are. And the survivor totem pole has never been clear. With mm-hmm. you and your allies away, it's easy for the other four to plot against you. You get blindsided at the next tribal council, uh. flipping the game on its head. It's an exciting time to be in this game, but unfortunately for you, the tribe has spoken. But again. I, I didn't get the choice to not win the family visit. I would have not <laughs> is, won the family visit. I think that again, that is this that is the big brain play. That yes. is the smartest play. Why would you want to win any of these Don't win challenges? It. No, it's a no win scenario. Everybody gets mad at you. That, I do like how you're always picking option C that's not even like available. Right. And see that's, that's, that's right. And that's why you're one of the greats and why we're <laughs> we're just two hacks. That's you know, from look, TV you, know, you get boxed in, like, do this or this, and then uh, sometimes the best move is thinking outside of that box yeah yeah there needs to be like a write-in answer yeah yeah exactly exactly um all right so uh had you gone the other way here you're right. back again uh, don't worry with, yeah. Yeah. with the uh with and, and go with the uh, two swing boats uh it is a risky move not to bring your closest allies on the family visit but someone's got to make sure that the scheming back at camp is kept to a minimum uh, you'll need to do a little bit of damage control later, but your allies get it. You've Solid set your, ally. Yeah, you've all set yourself up well, and now all that's left is to find out whether you can seal the deal and win the million. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, first time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, here we are. Your, your final scenario here. Okay, this is it. You can win. You've almost made it to the final tribal council. You've even won immunity at final four. Oh. But before you can make your case for the million, you've got one final decision to make. You need to choose someone to bring to the final three. So it's time to decide who will you take to the final three and who will you send into the fire making challenge? Hmm. Do you take your closest ally who you promised or do you take some goat you think you can beat? Oh, I can't take myself. I yeah, again, again off the board. You're gonna, I think you're that has that the, been uh, revealed to be the uh, all-time greatest the Chris, move. Yeah, the Chris. I the have Chris no Underwood idea did. how to make a fire. I, yeah. I, re- I really <laughs> don't. I really, I really have no idea how to do it. And I, I've said that I am never going to learn how to make a fire. And, and I think that that's going to be if if I ever play Survivor again. This is my greatest selling point. I think. I have no idea how to make the fire. Take me to the end. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what I'm doing. Take me. Like that, uh, you know, you could bring me to the end. I'm easy. You want to you you just beat me and uh, throw me out there and, and then just, uh, or, you know, just take, take me to the end. I, I'm not going to beat you in the fire making. I can't, I can't beat you in the fire making. But then they all think you're a con man and that you maybe do. Does anybody think I know how to do this? <laughs> I don't Does think anybody do. think I know how I to do I, this? I, I, I'm believing it. I don't yeah. think you, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've seen it on the show. It doesn't look that hard, but yeah. I don't know. Even with the matches. 
Yeah. Like, uh, when yeah. that wind starts blowing in and they got to move you to like a different room because of the wind. Right. So what? what's Be worse the, than Cook Islands. Right? What, what are the choices? Uh, you So you're deciding who you're going to take to the yes. final three. Either somebody. Either your closest ally, who you promised, okay. or a goat that you think you can beat. Hmm. And take with me to the end. Right. Not an actual goat. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, I will take... I promise. I'll take. My, I promise my ally. I, w- I would do it, and then nobody ever votes for the person that gets brought to the end. Okay. All right. So that's say, your choice. I'll say you can. How could you vote for it? They buy. I, I brought them. They didn't even <laughs> earn it. <laughs> All right, Lance. It's time to reveal. Did Rob win a million dollars? Let's find out. Let's uh, find out. Your alliance has been through so much. As nice as it would be to have a layup at the final tribal council, the game's not that simple anymore. No. If you cut your ally here, they could wind up at final tribal anyways, and you'd look pretty foolish. So you do the honorable thing. The fire-making challenge is out of your hands, but the end doesn't matter. You've built a strong enough resume to win over the jury. When Jeff opens the urn at the live Survivor finale, he reveals that the first vote is for you, the second vote is for your friend, and the third vote is for you. The Whoa. fourth vote, your friend. Ooh. And that's when the suspense ends. Each of every fin- of the votes follows is for you. Soon the crowd is cheering for you, the 7-2 to winner of Survivor. Oh. Look at that. You're that much richer. Yes. A true Survivor All-Star. Yes. Bring you bring you back for season number four soon. Okay. You only had to use two lives? Yeah. yeah you did. Yeah. Not yeah. bad. Not okay. bad. Almost as good as Taryn. Oh, Almost. Well, I hear Almost. that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so um I, I think that that Almost wraps us up for Survivor, but I know we wanted to talk to you a little bit. Uh, the Big Brother 21 sure. season is almost over. What but a it's night still on going Wednesday. On. What a, what oh, a my night. goodness. It's going to be crazy. Oh, my goodness. And we podcast the next day. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, so right now we have got the uh, we know the final four. We just watched the uh, the veto happen. Uh, Jackson won the veto. What? Just give us, give us your thoughts. First of all, the season overall. Like, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's been a weird season of Big Brother because yeah. I feel like that traditionally a Big Brother season is really exciting in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then sometimes it can get a little stale sure. going on. Last season, I feel like was uh, incredibly exciting in the beginning. Stayed exciting for the second, third, and then got very slow towards uh, the end of the season last season. Th- this season was uh, not great in the beginning, mm-hmm. but you guys stayed with it. You, st- you, you stuck it out, kept podcasting through it, and you were rewarded because this, this ended up being a really exciting second half of the season. And so... We end up with this end game where it looks like that, you know, Jackson now holds all the cards after mm-hmm. this thing has swung back and forth so many times. Last week, we had the week where it was Cliff and Nicole really with all the cards about what do they want to do, get rid of uh, Tommy or get rid of Holly. And I felt like the right move for them still was to get rid of Tommy mm-hmm. because I, I think that where I've sort of crystallized this on my thinking about Big Brother is when two people are on the block. Vote out the person who's the better player. Vote out vote mm-hmm. out the person who's more likely to win the game. So if Tommy and Holly are up on the block, then I still think it was the right move to vote out Tommy. Maybe you could argue that they should have gotten rid of Jackson at a different point earlier mm-hmm. in the game, at yeah. one of the times that he was up on the block. But when the choice is between Tommy or Holly... Holly hasn't won anything here down the stretch, so it's not like that she ended up doing you in, but it was that Jackson has just become so unbeatable in these challenges that somebody had to beat Jackson. And unless you felt confident that Tommy was going to beat Jackson in this Final Four veto, and maybe he does, but... Either way, he's still another person, if you're Cliff and Nicole, that you have to get around. For Cliff, I don't think that there was going to be a scenario where Tommy was going to take him to the end. Maybe for Nicole, she felt like, hey, uh, Cliff is going to take me to the end, and Tommy is going to take me to the end. So that would be a better final three for me to end up going with uh, Tommy. But Nicole needed to really put her foot down. And then if that's if that's what she wanted to do, she sort of let Cliff railroad her yeah. with what was better for Cliff, which was to go with Tommy and with Holly. So it gave us a, a real lot of intrigue mm-hmm. here at the final five to talk things through. I think that Nicole is kind of boxed out right now, but uh, hope that she can win a competition here uh, and at least get to the final part yeah. of the last HOH because I think that 
if Jackson wins part one and then Holly wins part two, potentially, then I think it could end up being uh, not that much intrigue unless the showmance is thinking about maybe cutting one another. Yeah. So who do you think wins? We know Mickey, you know, has all the power, but there might be a bitter jury that we've seen before. Yeah. Especially after this week. What do you think? What's your vision of this? So uh, I do. I feel like that Jackson will end up uh, winning. Is it OK if I call him Jackson? And not yeah, Mickey? sure. Uh, if you do call him Jackson, we do need to clarify for people who haven't. Also known as Mickey. Also known as Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I really think that there is Thanks, this possibility that Holly could end up being the, the winner here. Yeah. And I think that she has friends on the jury. And then uh, I feel like that it is actually uh, tying this back to Survivor and Boston Rob. I think that there is a a lot of similarity between Rob and Amber playing in Survivor All-Stars where that there could be a coalition here at the in the jury of the people that are uh, a couple of people might be pro Holly Mm -hmm. and there might be a lot of people that are anti Jackson and ultimately ending up uh, awarding Holly the win. And so we'll see if then uh, Jackson follows in Boston Rob's footsteps and then uh, in, gets proposed to Holly at the finale. And back to back seasons <laughs> oh where we God. have oh a boy. proposal at the finale. Oh, boy. But I, they're going to be best friends outside of this. Yeah. I, I, I said that I would rather die on my feet than get down on one knee. But here I am. Yeah. Got to take some souls. Yeah, Chess, yeah. not checkers. If there's one thing uh, fans would love more than seeing uh, the Jackson and Holly in the finals, it would be another Big Brother proposal between yes. Jackson and Holly. I think that be would very, be, be very icing exciting on the, on the Big Brother 21 cake. Yeah, that right there. Um, no, but we've been we've been talking a little bit, uh, Lance, on, on Big Brother Brothers. How we like if we're there, like Jackson did so many Mickey. Uh, did so many also impressive, uh, also known as Mickey, has done so many like just great big game moves and he's won HOHs and he's won vetoes and he's such a dominant player. But at the same time, it just feel like it doesn't feel good voting for Jackson, at least for me. Like if I'm on the jury, I wouldn't feel good voting for Jackson, even though he's got this great resume. I just I respect pure gameplay and stuff like that. So for what he's doing, I find it really impressive. You know, he obviously is the villain and personally, it's hard to root for him, but game play wise it's just impressive what do you think yeah i I have to agree that he is somebody as as a tv viewer he has not been my favorite big brother contestant of all time but when we argue about what he's done in the game that when we look at just the competition wins is impressive Mm -hmm. but he's also been somebody who's been able to combine that and as we saw last week he had the move of the season yeah. as well. Yeah. So I think that when you look at the competitions, uh, you look at what he was able to do strategically, get himself to the end, uh, potentially get to the end with a showmance, no less, that it's extremely impressive. And I, I think that if I was on the jury, I'd like to think that I would award him the vote. I'll be rooting for Nicole on yeah. Wednesday night. Same. But I think that uh, Jackson... I think that if we were talking about him as a winner, I think that if we're going to put him into the winner rankings, I mean, let's not get crazy. I don't think he's on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. But I think he's probably uh, going to be in the top half of the winners because I feel like that there's a lot of winners that, again, you can say that, uh, well, they just were nice and yeah. they sort of outlasted everybody else who was a big threat. And here's a guy who was a big threat who actually won. Yeah, the best player doesn't always win, and he's been the best player this season. Tell me about it. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe if there is a... Uh, Big Brother Matt Rushmore will see a 25 foot tall head of Jackson mm-hmm. someday. God, a yes. very square looking statue. Next to a watermelon. <laughs> Next to a right. gigantic watermelon. That's right. right. Uh, all right. Um, so that's, yeah, uh, that's, and that's why I love Big Brother. I, I think that we, we're both, we're all watching the same season and we all have, you know, different opinions about who should win the game in the end. And, you know, it's another five, another five to four, maybe. Um, yeah. you know, every, everybody's right. You know, You're, one thing I did want to ask real quick though, yeah. what's it like to have like Cliff and Ovi kind of give you guys a shout out, like through the live. Feeds oh yeah. How yeah. Cool that was that? really cool. So yeah, uh, Cliff really all season long. And I have to say that I kind of feel like partially responsible for the whole like <laughs> Cliff talking to the camera thing. <laughs> oh, no. uh, I know it really set a lot of things in motion on, yeah. on the season, but you know, uh, Cliff has been a, a longtime listener of uh, Rob has a podcast, uh, and especially of uh, you know the the work that uh, Taryn and uh, Brent Wolgamon and Melissa Denny do uh, covering the live feed. So a lot of, a lot of times he's uh, 
uh, you know, I got to shout out uh, everybody over <laughs> there. Rob is a podcast. And Taryn and Brandon, Melissa. Uh, rarely says me. Rarely says yeah. me. <laughs> uh, I'll take the R, like R H A P. So uh, I appreciate I appreciate that uh, for uh, for Cliff. So I look that he. It, it has not been a great ending uh, to. Yeah, and we're c- recording this uh, Thursday afternoon, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Maybe by Cliff is uh, by some miracle ends up being saved. But that you know, would be one. Hell of America. The, the the last week or so hasn't been pretty for not, Cliff. Not a good look for our guy. Nope. But I I hope he had a good time. I hope he had a good time. Seems like a nice guy. So uh, I hope uh, I hope that uh, Cliff really uh, enjoyed his experience. And so final, uh, final four. It's pretty good. It's yeah. Pretty badass. Look, he made it way further than anybody had uh, anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. And he did a lot of stuff. He won the battle back and everything. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Very impressive, very impressive, uh, very impressive game. It's been a fun ride for Boss Hog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the Hog Father. Just yes. three or four deals too many. That's that was the, that was the problem. I, I and then believing uh, in them, uh, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just I, I don't know necessarily what he's thinking about. Like he's making all these uh, deals with people that are just crazy deals that make no and, sense. Uh, he's like, well, uh, Jackson gave me his word, so <laughs> but he cut Holly. I, f- I feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna vote out his girlfriend and take uh <laughs> take me to the final three. I'm not gonna take him to the final two, but he is gonna take me. It's gonna like, be a tough rewatch for him for as yeah. much as a, of a fan of, him, oh, of no. Big Brother he is. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I just I don't know how Nicole has been able to keep her composure and like Cliff, that's not happening. Yeah. You can she's, tell she's like gritting her teeth too. She's, like, come she's, on, man. she's been so right about that. Like when you're listening to her in the diary room, she knows what's going on. You play the statistics instead of playing the deals. And she just goes along with it. And she just found herself at final four, just in this terrible, helpless position where she's HOH. Mm-hmm. But even if she wins the veto, Jackson's coming along to three because right. Cliff's got a deal. And maybe for Nicole that, there will be a second time that she gets to play the game. And and I think that the problem has been for her. It's that a lot. I think she has seen what the right move is and has been unable to persuade people to go her way. Mm -hmm. And maybe, and they say this a lot about survivor that Jeff Probst will tell the contestants like, uh, play like it's your second time playing Mm -hmm. where don't be afraid to make the move the first time out that you would say, oh, I know I should do this if this was my second time playing. And, and maybe hopefully Nicole will have that opportunity and be able to be able to better pounce on these opportunities that she sees rather than say, oh, I told you, uh, I, I knew it. It wasn't going to work. Mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I agree with you. So um, so listen, I, I first I want to again, I know I keep saying it, but like, thank you so much for being here. This has just been Look, like as someone who's an RHAP fan, like thank, this has just been so much you. fun. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm always happy when anybody wants to talk to me about this <laughs> stuff. So that the fact that we get to do it with microphones and cameras. Uh, th- thank you guys so much for for having me on the uh, maiden voyage. Yeah, I can't believe this is real life. This is just so this is so weird. Um, but before uh, before we let you go and get your parking validated and all that, mm-hmm. uh, just just out of curiosity, we asked Taryn the same thing. But do you, as the podcast veteran, have mm-hmm. any advice for Lance and myself being podcast relative newbies? I mean, we've got like maybe I think this is like episode 18 in total. Uh, right. Like, like compared to what you do. We almost like, got one season down, though. Yeah. Well, almost got through one season of Big Brother. You know, they say in podcasting that eight episodes is sort of like the point of no return. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people start a podcast. Not a lot of people get past eight episodes. So you've already crossed that one major milestone. Doubled you've made it. the merge. You've nice. made the merge. Hey. So Dateable. that's that's good. Just have fun. And if you if you guys are having fun, then the audience is going to be having fun also and also at the same time that you're having fun make sure you have uh strong opinions but you know fair opinions in Mm -hmm. in terms of uh you know the people the thing about reality tv stars is that they are famous enough to have people make podcasts about them but they are not famous enough to not listen to podcasts about them (laughs) Okay, like you could do a podcast about The Rock. He won't listen. Right. You do a podcast about people on Survivor. They are hanging on your every word. I'm I'm still hoping that my rock podcast he will listen to them. (laughs) Yeah, I I can. (laughs) And and the thing about Big Brother is that they may not listen, 
but uh, they may have uh, of people on uh, Twitter and Instagram mm. that listen and then report back your words and maybe not exactly what you said. Out of context. Yeah, out of context. I don't know if you had yeah. that yet. Oh, no. I hope Jackson's yeah. mom isn't listening to us. Oh, no. We don't have enough listeners yet for that to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Any, maybe with Survivor. Any one of our 10 listeners could be Jackson's mama. You never know. <laughs> There's at least a dozen. <laughs> at least. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that's this about wraps us up. So, Rob, before we go, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media, the web, yeah. where? Plug uh, it all. Yeah. Well, th- thank you. Thank you guys all both, 20 uh, so much for, for having yeah. me. Uh, you can find all of my podcasts about Survivor and Big Brother and more at robhasawebsite.com or look for Rob Has a Podcast wherever you get your podcast. I'm at Rob Sestrino on Twitter and Instagram. All right. And Lance, where can we follow you? I am at Casually Ginger. And uh, I am uh, at Fox Van Allen, wherever you want to follow me. Um, so uh, so go ahead and do that. And while you're hitting all those buttons on your social media and your computer and your phone, uh, do yourself a favor and subscribe to the Survivor Brothers. And why not the Big Brother Brothers as well? All and the brothers. RHAP and all the great stuff that, uh, that Rob does as well. Um, you'll be entertained for weeks uh, I mean, let's yeah. not overpromise. Have but <laughs> you'll, ha- you'll have a free podcast. Yes. A plethora of hours. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we don't charge for this thing. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Don't complain too much. It's free. What do you want? All right. <laughs> so uh, so I think that about wraps it up. Again, thank you so much for being here, Rob. Uh, hope to have you back sometime. If Any, anytime. Your way. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you here tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, so uh, the new the new Survivor Brothers with uh, Rob Sestanino. I mean, honorary uh, Survivor Brother. Easy. Yeah. All nice. right. Um, so, yeah. So that's that's it from us from the uh, the Big Brother Brothers studio, which is also the Survivor Brothers studio. Uh, we'll see you here next time. Bye bye, everybody. Whether it's a new Netflix original, the latest season of a long-running network drama, or a reevaluation of a legendary comedy series, TV Guide is the place for fans to come and find out about their favorite shows and movies. And, with our help, discover some new favorites as well. From our Watch This Now recommendations and newsletter, to our WTF Just Happened video series, TV Guide is the premier hub for people who love TV as much as we all do to come and hang out. Visit us at tvguide.com, follow us on social media at TV Guide, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tv guide for all this great free content and let us help you find your next bench now streaming on paramount plus you ready bob well, all right. audiences are raving bob marley is electrifying it's the feel-good movie of the year you dig? bob marley one love rated pg-13 now streaming on paramount plus